0: Hello! <coughs> Everybody! Hi, everyone! <laughs> you just couldn't let me do that, could you? I was going to hold it for as long as I could. Yeah, overachiever, oh, you. Welcome to the Bookish Impulses Podcast. I am Kenny. I'm Yasenny. Let's dive on in to the episode. Heidi Ho, folks! Today you are getting just me for the moment. Okay, we're gonna have another episode coming really soon. Um, where it'll be both of us, but I am the only one who has read this book between the two of us. And This book holds a special place in my heart right now, okay? Um, And it doesn't for Yesenia just yet because she hasn't read it yet. But it will. It will. Um, She's waiting for it to come out on Audible because she wants to hear the narrator narrate the book. But I'm also um, most likely going to buy. the hardcover of this book as well because the cover of it is magnificent um so the book is called between magic and dreams by brian d covington and the reason why this book holds a special place in my heart is because it is one of my most recent books that i narrate for audible um and so I got to read the story twice. Um so even what the author doesn't know, what Brian doesn't know is that I read the book twice and I'm currently reading it again. And here's the reason for that. The first time I read it, I only got halfway done with it and then I was like, "You know what? I got to start narrating it because my windows were tight." You know, I was and I was not only um narrating his book, but I had a lot of other stuff going on um i actually got sick for a few days (laughs) we were we had just got done moving into the into the new apartment um from the from the old house that was just horrible and literally killing me um and on top of that i was getting other jobs because you know i'm not just an audiobook narrator i'm also a voice i'm also a voice actor like i do commercials and um I do a lot of other things as well like video games and animation. I I do all of that stuff. It's not just audiobooks, but audiobooks is my main focus. Um so yeah, so it was a lot going on. But I think in the end we got a very good product that will be on Audible very soon. Um so first a little bit about the author just from my experience with them, because I'm not going to read you guys' his bio or anything like that. Feel free to go find him. I'll try to put a link uh, to one of his biographies in the description of this podcast. So you should be able to see it on Google and Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and everywhere else. This podcast is posted as well as anchor. Cause if you're listening on anchor, you get to drop off some audio comments Please, people, we ask you every time. <laughs> I'm just playing. Y'all don't have to do it, but it would be nice if you guys did, you know, so we could feature your voice in an episode and have a little discussion, you know, have a little discussion with you. Um, But a little bit that I know about Brian, um, and it sometimes helps me buy books. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little biased sometimes when it comes to books. As a person, I think Brian is awesome. OK, <laughs> super nice. Um, he he cared so deeply about his book. Like you could tell he put all the care in the world in this book. You could tell he put his heart and soul into it. And if you're an author and you don't do that with your book, it shows, you know, and when you do do it, it also shows. And he put that in there. You could tell this is his baby. It, it just is what it is. It's his baby. Um. So I just I think he's a great person. OK, just from what I know of him. I think we have a really good working relationship and I think he's a good dude with that said, cause it's just like uh, Stephen King. Like I think Stephen King is a great dude and that's one of the reasons why I continue to buy his books. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So if that helps you make a purchase on the book, there you go. I think he's phenomenal. Um, so about the book itself, if you get the hardcore, hardcore. <laughs> if you get the hardcover or the paperback, you'll see the cover of it. Man, this cover is spectacular. One of the first things that I gave him uh, props about was the font of the title. I was like, dude, this this font is unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable. I've never seen it before ever, but it looks amazing to me. Um, and the artwork is just. Amazing. And I'm, I'm looking at the book on on Amazon right now. I'm probably getting ready to put it in my cart, too. Um, so. It looks like he's one of the illustrators for the cover. Which I didn't know that he makes him a little bit more awesome. Um, and then he has an editor and um, I don't want to butcher anybody's name, but I want to mention you anyway, because your name's here um Adrienne I think Adrienne uh is an editor Man, I don't know how to pronounce anybody's name. I'm terrible with names. Everybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm terrible with names. So I'm sorry if I mess up names. Uh Gentian is an illustrator, Hector is an illustrator. Crippa? Cri Crippa? Crippa is a contributor. And my bub is a contributor, so yeah, you know, go on Amazon and look it up. You know what I'm saying? Between Magic and Dreams, look it up. If you see the picture, trust me, you will want to buy it or at least look into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually like this this uh, description on Amazon. I'm gonna read it to you guys real quick. Um, what if As you read this, you are being saddled with a task that would most certainly ruin your weekend plans. What would you do if you were to look down from this book and see a creature of myth and legend beckoning you to do things that defy common sense? Quinn finds himself in just such a predicament. Follow him on a journey that will either leave him twisting in the depths of oblivion or riding the winds of change, because, as it turns out, we've never owned our reality we're just renting it okay that's it that sums up the story i'm out it no i'm just playing um but yeah if you if you think about that description it definitely works in the story of the book big time if i was trump i would say bigly cuz it does it works it works really well with the story so i'm going to avoid spoilers because y'all know how i am i don't like to go into details about books when i review them on the podcast because I feel like I'm always giving away something that people don't need to know until they read the book. But I'm going to give you some things. I'm not going to spoil it for you, though. The things that made me go, oh, my God, when I was narrating it and when I was reading it. Because, oh, yeah, I was I was saying, I'm sorry for all over the place. I was saying before um, I switched it up <laughs> that I've actually read this book twice and I'm on my currently on my third time. So the first time I started reading it, I got halfway through and I stopped and I was like, "Okay, I got numbers crunching. I need to start narrating and get it done. And so I didn't finish it and instead I just narrated it. So when you narrate it, you're reading it. Trust me, you're reading it because you have to remember a lot of things like voices and names and everything. Like you have to remember what what's happening in the story in order to act out the parts. But when I finished the book, when I finished narrating it. I went back to where I stopped reading it the first time I was reading it and I finished it as a reader. So then after that read, I read it again and then I listened back to all my chapters that I recorded. So that's how I did it. But I never told the author that I did that. Brian doesn't know. Now he knows, but he didn't know before. Um, so, yeah, that's how I did that. And then now I'm reading it again because... I know that when it comes out on Audible, I'm gonna have a lot of people asking me, um, "Is the story good? How's the story? What is the story about?" Blah blah blah. Like a lot of people are gonna be asking me, and I want to stay fresh on it. So I think three times is good. You know, one time for as a reader, one time as a narrator, and another time as a reader. So I never read it as uh, like a straight up um, critic. I never read it as somebody who was Looking for faults and mistakes and all that stuff. You know, as a narrator, you naturally do that when you're narrating it um, just to prepare yourself. But I wasn't reading it for that. But I will say this. I have narrated several 20 something independent self-published books. There have only been a few authors who can successfully Put out a self-published book, put out a self-published book with very few typos. Like usually they are littered with typos, and you come to expect it from a self-published book, and it's because it's very hard to release a self-published book that you wrote and have it edited, because editing costs money. Unless you know the editor, like and you're really close with them, editing costs money because editing is not an easy job. It's not easy at all. You can ask me about that. I I have a master's in writing. It's not easy to edit a whole book. Um. Also, it's not easy to be the author of the book and edit the book. That is super hard. It's a lot harder than you think it is. And that is because when you start writing a book, you're not thinking about the edits. Okay. Usually you're not thinking about the edits. Some In some cases you are because you're kind of a perfectionist if you write books um but you're not usually looking for your for your mistakes you're just trying to get that story out um and then if you go back on like a a first read through and you look for the mistakes eventually it gets to a point where you're just enjoying what you wrote or you want to add something you know stuff like that like yes that's editing But the typos, man, they just live on because you just miss them from, you know, just wanting to put more things in the story. And then you feel like you could have did this better or you could have left that out. And it just it gets like that. But this book, listen. If there was a typo, I don't remember it. And I've read it three times, almost three times. If there was a typo, I don't remember it. So. (laughs) So if there was a typo, it was very minuscule. And that's awesome. Like, I literally just got done reading. I don't even remember what book it was. And I didn't just get reading done reading it. The book I just got done reading was Dark Matter, which I talked about in the last episode. Um, but I got done reading some other book, like, a few months ago. And it had typos, man, like, through the book. From beginning to end, it had typos and it was not a self-published book. It was a traditionally published book. And I couldn't finish it because it had so many typos. I would be reading it and then I'd just be like, why is this word here? This, this makes no sense in this sentence. And then it would happen again and a letter would be left out. It would be the, the, you know, things like that. And it's just like, what are we doing? If we're traditionally published, we're supposed to have one, two, maybe three editors go through this book before this book hits the shelves. Um, but yeah, so this book didn't have that problem. So I was already just blown away by that. Um, so then to get into the story, right? So when I first started reading the story, and this is not a bad thing in any way, but when I first got into the story, I, I read it like, this is kind of like, a. I felt like it was a a young adult story, you know, like not like a young adult, like, a um, like a college student, but like a young adult, like, like a teenage book, you know, like a coming of age, like a, like kids who are like, and to me, I say kid, cause I'm 31, but kids who are like 14, 15 years old, you know, the teenagers, I feel like they could have read this story and enjoyed it thoroughly. But the thing is, it's, it's not written to where only they could read it and enjoy it. I have a very unpopular opinion about the Harry Potter books. Um, the one, the first book, I think it's uh, Sorcerer's Stone. I read it, and I felt like it was a kid's book, and I couldn't, I just, I couldn't read any any more Harry Potter books. I will eventually read the series, but I couldn't, I just couldn't do it, because it just felt too young for me. But when I started reading this one, I was like, it feels, it reads kind of like YA, but when you keep reading, it's like, it's too interesting to just be like, no, nah, I don't want to read this. I'm 31. I'm not a young adult. <laughs> I am a, I am a young adult literally, but as far as like reading is concerned, I'm, I read adult books. It's, that's my, that's what I like. You know, I read Stephen King. I read Dean Koontz. I read, I like, I like horror stories. Uh, you know, I, I read Game of Thrones and stuff like that. I like, I like the, the older books, the adult books, but this one, I was just like, I was telling you, I was telling you, Sania, I'm like, this book, it reads like a YA, but it, it touches, um, like the, the interest and the intrigue of it reaches out to people my age and older. Like the audience is a broad range of people. And I was like, this is awesome. This is, and I'm not just saying it because I worked on the book. I'm saying it because it's true. It's 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 awesome to be a book that can reach to like to 13, 14, 15 year olds all the way up to 100. It's one of those kind of books. Um, There are a few uh, swear words in there, just a very few, not very many at all. Um, But I mean, we've read of mice and men in high school before in a freshman class like I was literally teaching in a freshman class where we read of mice and men I was and we read other stories that had the n-word in there like there were plenty of stories with cuss words n-word like it was just crazy this book would do totally fine in a high school setting it would be popular in a high school setting college age my age older than me my parents age you know like it works for every generation, down to freshmen in high school, and I was over the moon about that fact, because um, I believe in works that reach a broad range of um, of readers. <clears throat> um. So yeah, so this book is fantasy. Um, I'm trying to see what he has it listed as on uh on Amazon. Let me see. It's listed as it's in the literature category. It's in paranormal and urban fantasy, which is very accurate. African-American fantasy fiction as well. Also very accurate. And it's number 315 in African-American fi- fantasy fiction, which is pretty damn good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what it is. It's, it's fantasy. But, you know, you throw in it, it's man, it's yeah, it's 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 up there it's up there in fantasy. Um, I honestly, a couple of times being so engrossed in the story when I was narrating it, I kind of felt like a horror aspect as well with some of the creatures that showed up. Um, and it was just, yeah, man. And comedy, it was so funny in some parts. I was having so much fun having a dialogue between Quinn, the main character and, uh, Sarah, his, his, trusty sidekick (laughs) which he probably kicked my butt for saying that um and deedle man listen i had a blast it was hilarious with the dialogue um and also the story okay while the story was fantasy it was it felt very grounded in realistic situations as well um usually when i read a story and i see a romance I see a romance coming, I usually go like, oh, boy, it's going to be too focused on this crap. It wasn't like, yeah, there's a romance, but it's like a it's a little side thing. You know, it's what it should be in the grand scheme of things that's happening throughout the story. So basically. Let's dive into it a little bit. So basically, Quinn is a a college student who is, you know, he's like me. He struggles in, in math. Phones ringing. Robocall, I'm sure. Shut up. Let me put that on, do not disturb. He's like me. He struggles in math, particularly algebra. Um, I took algebra like, I don't know how many times in college, probably three or four times, man. I was so horrible in, in algebra, got an A plus in English and barely showed up to class. But algebra, phew, horrible and I went to class every day um he has you know he has a good friend that you know that that loves him and he loves him like a brother um and there are these columns of light in the in the city and it's he's curious about what it is like it's something about them that draws him to them like he he has to he he kind of feel like he he has to know. What's going on with the lights? Um, and as a reader, you are like, I want to know what the hell these lights are, too. <laughs> um, but eventually, you do get to find out what they're about. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. So you got to read it. So basically, I told, like I told you, I kind of felt like it was um, Hunger Games meets. Uh what did I say? Hunger Games meets the Hobbit, probably, I think I said. Whereas like or the Lord of the Rings, whatever. Um, I, I think I said something like that, because it was it's kinda like what it's like. You know, they they're trying to get Quinn Dido is working with Quinn to be a champion. I'm not gonna tell you who Dito is either. I'm just gonna use his name. Dito is uh working with Quinn to get Quinn to become a hero. And basically quinn has to save the world i mean generally the the purpose here he has to save the world to ensure that humans you know stay good on the planet the only issue is the world has gone to utter chaos at this point at least where he is in his city the world is going to chaos And there are so many fantastical creatures he has to battle. And (laughs) it is, it is just rough. Like at some point you start feeling like, even though he's the protagonist, man, you just don't really know what's going to come of him. (laughs) And who knows at the end, who knows, you know, I'm not going to tell you, didn't I say I'm not going to spoil it for you, but, uh, yeah, he uh I'm not even sure how much Brian wants me to tell. I'm but I'm just telling you guys that it's a good story. Um, so let me see if I can tell a little bit more of this. Um so Quinn and Sarah, his his trusted sidekick, they go on this little adventure. And it's and it's it's crazy because the adventure shouldn't be as long as it is, but so many things happen. So many things happen (laughs) from one place to another that it's just like, man, give this kid a break. But he doesn't get a break. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't get a break. He has to fight. And here's the thing here's the thing, okay? Because as you could tell, I'm still trying not to give you too much of the story, but Quinn. has this gene inside of him that does not allow him to walk away when somebody is in trouble. OK, and for me. I kind of felt like. You know. He was born with this, you know, it's, it's who he is. He can't help it. Um, He has to fight but he he's such a gentle he's such a gentle soul that it's hard for him to fight, so he's like it's an internal battle within himself all throughout this story basically um which to me means that he's a great character because in real life, people have internal battles all the time it's what we do every single day there's an internal struggle like for me right now, right this instant when I get done recording this podcast <laughs> I'm going to get off the computer. I'm going to go into the living room and I'm going to say I need to work out real quick. And I'm probably going to say, but you need to start making that salad and putting that pizza in the oven so your wife can have something to eat when she gets home from work. (laughs) But at the same time, like, but we're but we're having pizza. I got to work out. I have to work out. If I don't work out, I'm not going to feel right eating pizza. I'm going to feel so miserable later. Also, the dog's been sick. Right. So he got sick uh, yesterday and it was catastrophic. I don't wish this on anybody. <laughs> so um, his stomach was destroyed and we were cleaning him up and cleaning his, his crate up and just everything. And like that struggle right there was. I'm super upset right now. I'm mad because Not only was he inside of the apartment when it happened, but I basically ignored the fact that he was begging to be taken outside um, because it was super early in the morning and we were still asleep. And uh, we heard him, but we just were like, be quiet. And we went back to sleep because he he whines a lot. It's what he does. He always whines. So he calls Wolf a lot. You know, and I'm just fighting off like being mad. But then I'm like, but he's sick. You shouldn't be mad about it, you know. And eventually the good side of that won. And that's basically what Quinn goes through. You know, he's he's like. He's human. But at the same time. There's something else at, at play in his life that drives him to be like, yo, not only am I human, I'm a hero. It's a it's a it's a battle, man. It's an internal struggle that you'll enjoy, that you'll love. I promise you, I promise you, if you enjoy good, a good story that isn't going to. Um, a good story that isn't going to hit you with just stupid stuff for shock value um, that isn't going to try to trigger you in any kind of way. This is a great story. It is. It's a great story. And and if you uh, are interested in reading um, from reading books by minority authors, Brian is an African-American man like myself. Um, and he's a great writer. He is. And, and I'm pretty sure he's hard at work working on the next one. <laughs> um, and I'm I am very happy to be a part of this one you know i I, man look i can't say enough okay i can't say enough so if you haven't heard of this book excuse me you haven't uh seen this book on amazon go ahead and trust your boy on this one okay trust me on this one all right let's go through a few of the uh, reviews on Amazon as well, because I don't want y'all to just think, oh, he's just saying that because he's a uh, he's narrating the book. Like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm telling you that you can buy the paperback or the hardcover. Hey, you could. Personally, I'm going to get the paperback or the hardcover. I don't know which one yet. Probably the hardcover because I love hardcover books. Um, but I'm also we're also getting the audible version. My wife wants the audible version. She's going to listen to me narrate it. Um, so one review says a must read riveting from the beginning. Brian's use of color and texture to depict life in his in this book makes it a pleasure for one's imagination. That's what I've been telling y'all pretty much this whole time. Like it's fantasy. It's fantastical, but it's grounded. So it's like you can see these things happening in real life even though they're fantastical, man. (sighs) All right, here's another review. She says, love fantasy, have busy life, great read. With a young family, it's not very easy to carve out free time. This book was a delightful find, a real page turner, vivid imagery and characters easy to identify within my one world. I'm excited to one day use to help encourage my little ones to read. One problem, though. Now I need more of the unsung. Buried to the world. I ain't even told y'all about unsung yet. I'm gonna get to that because I ain't gonna lie. I had a lot of fun. I'll tell you in a minute. Another one says this book is vivid and exciting. It has some unexpected twists and turns that will keep you on the edge of your seat. The author uses the English language masterfully, which makes this story a pleasure to read. I love how these people are giving real reviews without giving you, you know, spoilers, because a lot of people do that on Amazon. It's annoying, man. Uh, the Next person says, love the book. Amazing story and terrific descriptions make you feel immersed in the story. Hashtag Team Kane. <laughs> what? What are you doing? What are you, 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 you uh, uh, Team Kane? What about Quinn? Uh, I'm biased. I'm biased. I ain't gonna lie. I, I like Kane, though. Kane's a cool dude, but I'm team I'm team Quinn all the way every step of the way. Um, But yeah, like they all basically saying the same thing It's a great read, great imagery. Um, it makes you use your imagination. It shows you Brian's imagination. It's grounded in reality, even though it's fantastical. Like, it's just what it is. It's great. And it's not a super long book. It's not a super long book. So. You know, what you could do, what you could do is you could wait for the audible version. If you don't have time to just pick up a book and read it, then you can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it on your workout. You can listen to it when you're running. You can listen to it when you're eating. You know, you can tell Alexa to play it like we do. Sometimes we just tell her to play a book. Um, You can do any of these things as well as buying the actual book to support an African-American author. Okay. Um. So I said I was going to mention the unsung part. The reason why I haven't mentioned the the unsung part is it's not the main story, but what it is, is something very super unique. And I loved it. Um, It's something that a lot of authors just don't do. So, you know how you have um, different items and characters and different things in a story that you kind of want to know more about? Like you kind of want to know where did this come from? Where did this person come from? Who is this person? I want to know this person's background. That's what the unsung part of the book is. So they're like, I don't even remember how many um, five or six chapters at the end of the book called the unsung chapters. And they tell about a specific character that is either not mentioned in the story or briefly mentioned and like their relationship to an item that was talked about in the story. So then you get a backstory on different things. It's fantastic. The idea of doing the unsung chapters, fantastic. Like it gave me as an author, it gave me um like a new outlook on how books should be written. Because like I got chill bumps right now for some reason. <laughs> it gave me a new outlook on how books should be written, because as an author, I've always believed that You should leave some mystery to certain things. He did that, but also wrote the unsung chapters to give you that extra punch to where you get to look back at the book and say, I know where this came from. I don't have any questions right now. Like the book is is a complete work of art. But then even though it's a complete work of art, like you're not going to find a plot hole. You're not going to find one. That's I think that might be the actual purpose of the on Sun I don't know. I haven't asked him, but. There are no plot holes, but you want more of the story anyway, because it's that good of a story. Give it a chance. OK, I'm going to leave you guys with that. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further into detail as bad as I want to. I, I ain't going to lie. I almost spoiled it for you, Senia quite a few times because we have been talking about the book even though she hasn't read it yet because she's waiting for the audible version i almost spoiled it for i've told her quite a few things in the story that i probably shouldn't have but i know she won't remember it and it'll still hit her like a ton of bricks when she's listening to the story because that's how she is when she reads um she pretty much forgets what anybody tells her and she gets so immersed in the story that it's like bam when it hits and then she looks at then like when I tell her stuff and she forgets about it and she reads the book and it hits her, she looks at me like, that's what you were talking about. And I'm like, yeah. and I know it's going to happen with this one. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to leave you guys with this book review slash uh, book ramble, because I know it was rambling. But you know, that's what we do here at Bookish Impulses. It's what we do. OK, so. Yeah. If you have anything to say, if you've read the book, if you've seen the book on Amazon and thought maybe I should, but I don't know, please go ahead and give it a shot. Give it a shot. okay? I promise you, you will not be disappointed if you are somebody who are just who's just not interested in fantasy whatsoever. That's fine. Give it a shot. And then give it to somebody who you know might be interested in fantasy. Give it to a teenager in your family who likes to read. I guarantee they'll like it. Even if they don't think they like fantasy, they'll like it. They will. They'll like it. I'm almost guaranteeing you this. But I can't say I guarantee it because I'm not selling it to you. And, you know, it's an opinion. (laughs) But I'm telling you, try it. Okay? Okay. So let me rattle off... A couple of prices, real quick, for you guys, because I don't want to just leave you in the dark. Okay. I don't want to leave you in the dark on it. The paperback is 15 bucks and the hardcover is 24 bucks. Okay. Very reasonably priced. I actually have a book that is trash on Amazon. As a paperback, it's priced at 18 bucks, more expensive than this book. And this book is way better. It's like out of my league better. Okay. And according to Amazon, they only have two left in stock. Ah, it's selling right now. Y'all need to get in on this. Get in on this. All right. All right. Um, that's all I got for you guys in this episode. We are done here. And remember, keep calm and read on. And by Between Magic and Dreams by Brian D. Covington. Hello. everybody hi everyone <laughs> you just couldn't let me do that could you i was gonna hold it for as long as i could yeah over oh, it you welcome to the bookish impulses podcast i am kenny i'm Yesenia. let's dive on in to the episode